Welcome to this week's episode of Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the Pit Stop Edition. Jeremy and I are sitting down with Darren and Lawanda Council, hosts of the Facebook show, Unscripted Marriage. We talk about what led them to wanting to start this show, what they've learned in their marriage, and how they hope to help others. Sit back and enjoy as we talk marriage. Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. Our guests today are Darren and Lawanda Council hosts of the show, Unscripted Marriage. Thank you guys for coming today. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Samantha. Yes. Why don't you guys give us an introduction? Who are you besides being the hosts of your show, Unscripted Marriage? Well, I'll go first. I'm Lawanda Council, and uh, I am married to Darren here. This stunning man right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this unscripted marriage thing for about a year, but we've been uh, facilitating marriage classes and groups and fun activities and get-togethers for probably our whole marriage. So that's been since 2003 we've been doing that. So, yes, unscripted marriage. Marriage for me started out with not really even knowing that I wanted to get married. And so after I decided that I knew that I loved Lawanda, but I didn't really know if marriage was a thing, not Mm. being around other marriages. Mm. Um, And so I was just like, well, I know I love her, but this is for life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, and I wasn't a Christian at the time. So all I knew was that she was a Christian and that God was going to like burn me or something like that. If I <laughs> try to do anything crazy to his anointed, you know, so. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah. so I was burn. like, well, <laughs> very true. <laughs> so I didn't want to kind of do anything, but once we finally, mm. when, once we decided, or once I decided, because I believe that she already knew in her mind that she wanted to get married. I think once I mentally decided, okay, yes, I'm, I love her that much that I'm willing to, take a chance, I guess, but mm-hmm. not really take a chance, but kind of just dive in and say, okay, well, whatever, we're going to do this thing and we're going to ride it out. Yeah. Um, that it made it that, that much more better. We really didn't anticipate being mentors or marriage facilitators so soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just really became just the married couple that everybody knew were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we kind of started it off and was kind of like mentoring and doing stuff that we really didn't necessarily know what we were actually doing at all. And it really started in our home because we had a daycare and we had married married couples uh, come over to our house and then we would have, they all had kids. So we had the kids go to the daycare and had our staff take care of the kids while we had fun stuff at the house for for the parents. So we had stuff for the parents and the kids at the same time. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And it was just just awesome. It it was just just great. It's Mm -hmm. funny. It's like... um, you know, in school, when the teachers have assigned the kids to give a presentation, so the, they learn by doing the presentation. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys kind of went through marriage boot camp by 
sharing with others. And then while you were sharing, you were probably learning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I had I had a lot of transitioning, especially when I was married, um, mm-hmm. because I didn't. I when was still were, learning, especially when you were What'd married. You said I had a lot of transitions, especially when I was married. <laughs> well, let's leave Hold that. Up. Can we what delete that part of the off the show? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't <laughs> delete it. Just got real. <laughs> <laughs> so I was transitioning. I was transitioning quite a bit through the marriage process. I should say, yeah. you know, learning how to be a man, a husband, a father, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we were going through problems and issues. I was like, babe, we need to go talk to somebody. I need to know, learn how to navigate through these things. Yeah. So two questions. What kind of example did you have before you got into a relationship with Lawanda? And then the second question to piggyback on that is, how did you know to ask for needing help? Because most people don't ask for help. So, so. Um, so I don't know if I had any examples, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the, only, the only ones that we had were our pastors. Because they were married. And the reason why I knew how to ask for help is because in the military, you know that you have this kind of this dress right dress thing. You know what right looks like. Mm. And so I just knew that this was wrong, the the way the things were happening. And I just knew that I needed help in order to be a better husband. But I just didn't know how to do it. In in my opinion, we always have examples, whether they're good examples or bad examples. We learn from both. And my parents were married. My parents also had a divorce and my, uh, they remarried. And so, um, I've taken some things from them, good and bad. And I've taken some things from other couples, good and bad as well. So, uh, we've had, I I believe we've had lots of examples around us. So, okay, babe, she was talking about in the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> so let's start there uh that's what i'm talking about okay. i mean yeah so exactly what you were saying is true i mean through our marriage now yeah. we have a lot of examples but but even before though that's the thing mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. when you were yeah. a kid there's influences from your whole life of marriage even if it's not in your immediate family that you're having messages and signals and things like that yeah so. and, I, and i most definitely knew things that were not supposed to be happening mm-hmm. um i mean i knew all of the not necessarily bad examples but like man i just don't want my relationship to go that direction and so in the, in the military i was single and doing all those different kind of things none of my military buddies i don't think were married or if they were married um they were getting married for benefits mm-hmm. um yeah. the friends that i had they were in college they were getting married for benefits so mm-hmm. everything everything that i seen were was based off of um, convenience, convenience, yeah. and the dollar bill, and so I just knew I didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like I just didn't know how to navigate mm-hmm. different things, and so um, you know, I had to. I did really have to learn, um, not through trial and error, but through okay, well, somehow I just got to figure out how to do this thing. What was a shift in your marriage when it went from we need help, we asked for help. So what was one of the first shifts? One of the first shifts uh, for us was probably when we were trying to make a decision on expanding our business. And we had, Darren is very, uh, he's uh, very ambitious and he's like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's get, you know, let's go out and, and take over the world. And I, yeah. and let's take over the world. And I was just like, uh, I think I just want to take over my little world here Mm -hmm. and um and he got really upset and he was like no we need to do this we need to do this and it was we were getting ready to um expand our daycare and open up uh we were he's like let's do a school let's do this let's do this and i'm like "Ah, i'm just not ready and we were bumping heads 
So that kind of spared a lot of arguments and things like that. And so we actually reached out for help and we sat down with our pastor and and his wife. And remember that? No. You don't remember that? (laughs) All right. Oh, my gosh. That was the first time that we reached out to somebody in North Carolina Mm -hmm. for counseling, like marriage counseling. You don't remember that? No, but okay. They can't remember that. But anyway, so we sat down and... um, and they were just, uh, you know, they were saying, you guys got to get on on one accord. You guys got to link up. You guys can't be like on opposite and saying, you want to do this and you want to do this. And and Darren, he just wants to go out and do this thing all by himself. And he'll he'll do it if he if he doesn't even have you. Yeah, with, it. Or so, with or without you. So you guys got to link. You guys got to got to come back together and figure mm-hmm. out what you're going to do as a team. Mm-hmm. And this is not about you, Darren. This is not about Wanda. But you guys are a team. You are together and you guys are doing this together. If not, then. You know, then you might as well just consider yourself single because that's what you're acting like right now. Mm. And how was that hard to hear or did um, you guys receive that? We received it. We were really we were really close to them. So I think anything that they had to say, (laughs) we kind of received. But Darren, did you receive that? You, but you don't remember. So. Oh, he doesn't yeah. remember. So. Gosh, you're just like yeah. Jeremy. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you say you don't remember. Yeah, like, I wouldn't yeah, do he doesn't I always say the, I, the key I'm to our marriage. That's I always joke. That's one of the keys to our marriage is Jeremy doesn't have a good memory. So yeah. like, whatever. I know so one she, thing she, I do remember is I took a shower yesterday, went to work, and came home. He, he probably doesn't remember because he was still awesome. like, oh, I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but, at one point. Yeah, he hadn't made the shift yet. That was a shift for you. That was a shift for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Write yeah. that down. So, um, uh, actually, you know, this is a good time to know yeah. what Darren's doing for all the listeners. Yeah. This is a great tip. He is a so he's definitely a chatter, just like me. So I've been in conversation with him a couple times now, and he pulls out his phone and he writes a note down when he thinks of it, so that he doesn't un- interrupt his wife. Yeah. And Jeremy, I interrupt him a lot too, <laughs> <laughs> and he loses his point. And so I, I need to take this tip that if he's making a point, like mm-hmm. pull out my phone, so he knows I'm not texting in the middle of our conversation. Yeah. But that way, you know, I don't interrupt him. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a little tip for the listeners, a little yes, behind tip. the scenes. Yes, yeah. A flushing in out tip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you remember? Did you get it? I didn't. I, oh, okay. I'll let you know. Yeah. So that that was a that was the first time we actually needed to reach out uh, mm-hmm. for somebody to come into uh, our relationship and to have a sit down, yeah, and talk with us. Um, this is maybe a little off topic, maybe, maybe not. I'm a, I'm a mama's boy, grandma's boy. Oh yeah. Um, I'm a family man, you know. I'm the oldest, the oldest sibling, boy. oldest, you know, son, mm-hmm. oldest grandchild, all that kind of stuff. Oh okay. We don't have a huge family like Luanda's does. Like Luanda have a huge family. They all talk. They all in, tr- in each other's business. You know, all that kind of stuff. Our family is completely different. Mm-hmm. And so when I got married, it's not easy for it's easy for me to disconnect from people. I know that's, that sounds harsh. So what happened was, is when Luanda and I got married and we were courting, I cut everybody completely off. I didn't answer mm-hmm. any phone calls. Wow. I didn't talk to anybody yeah. for probably about a solid six months. You know that what I'm saying? True. So, I mean, I didn't, and I was fine with that. I was yeah. cool. And I think that uh, during our relationship, a lot of people kind of started having hatred towards Luana because was, they was like, oh, you took my baby boy from me. You took our brother from me. We don't like you, all this other kind of yeah. stuff and everything like that. And we've actually used certain things even within our marriage moving forward of how we actually deal with family members as far as like just because we're so emotionally impacted by um, some of the decisions that our family make that we, if something were to come up and it was from Lawanda's family, I would make the decision because I'm not emotionally impacted by 
whatever the result is, and is, vice versa. Is there an example you can give that's appropriate for listeners that kind of can... You said a minute ago that you learned how to deal with that. So mm-hmm. how? what are some ways you've learned how to deal with it? So you said you make decisions about her family. Right. So what say, for instance, like if her, if her family wants to come and do like just something that involves us or mm-hmm. like uh, they want to come to our house or they want to ask us for something or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I make the decision to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that they may know. They probably know now. Um, we can because, edit this out. Yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> but am I correct in that? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So we talk about it, but then it comes from he, he will, we'll talk about it. He'll make, he'll initially make the decision or we'll make the decision together. But then, the response will come from me or it can mm-hmm. come from him as well. So that mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like, oh, it's just your husband pointing a finger and saying this and this and that. Um, because if they come to us and say, hey, you know, we need to borrow $100. Let's just say we have this need or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I say, and, and I go to Darren and say, hey, you know, they need to borrow $100. And Darren says, um, no, we don't have it. And then I go back to them. Um, and I say, no, I'm sorry, you know, we don't have mm-hmm. it at this time. If they come to me and and, and I say, and they ask me for $100, I'm giving it to them mm-hmm. because I'm giving it to them because it's my family member. I'm yeah. emotional about it. Yeah. Um, and that's what most people usually do. And then sometimes I wouldn't even tell them that I'm giving them $100. Mm-hmm. I, won't come, I won't tell Darren. I'll just say, here's $100. Was this recently? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, and that starts, you know, arguments between... You know, us. So what we found out is that what I we both make decisions based off of emotions a lot of times when our family members come to us. So we have to talk about it and we have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually we typically go with what the other one says because we're always making it off of that emotion. Mm -hmm. And then we respond. And we I, I just have to I had to defend. And I think what's important is I I had to defend Lawanda a lot of times to my family because. They would talk about her and all the other kind of stuff. Like I said before, they would like back in the day, I did. I really didn't have any dreams or any goals when we first got married. Mm-hmm. And so I completely poured all my energy and focus into Luanda's dreams. But when I was doing that, my family was like, oh, well, you're always talking about Luanda all the time. What Luanda got going on? What you got going on? I was like, well, I don't know. But I know that I'm supporting my wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. you would think something like that would be natural, but it came off as. Um, something that they were they were offended by because they couldn't really get to well it's not about Lawanda all the time it's not about her it's about you you know you need to you ain't, you got you have a life to live as well and I'm like well you know if Lawanda succeeds I succeed because we're married you know so a lot of different things like that I've had to do mm. um, when it comes to to family and really just saying look Lawanda is my wife and she comes first before all of y'all you know and that's really what I had to kind of break it down to and I'm like look I know that. This may sound offensive, but I'll drop y'all before I drop Lawanda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that really just boils down to making that point. And unfortunately, you know, it's just all about the verbiage and how your family accepts mm-hmm. what you have to say. But I think maybe I think even where some marriages fail is that they choose their family over their spouse. And that should never happen. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking that if someone's on the other side of it, they think, well, yeah, but if you guys were to split up, you'd need to come, in a sense, we'll say, crawling back to your family. Mm -hmm. But I think that kind of ties back into your guys' mission of Unscripted Marriage, your show, 
why you started it and what you hope for people because you don't want people to just be married to check the box of, you know, being mm-hmm. married and to truly be that unit so that everything you're saying can be true, you know, that you can be the foundation, that you can be the the new family unit and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's admirable that you guys want to share that with people and yeah. help people through that. So You're a team and then you're a team, but at the same time, if you're going to your family member every time – your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother every time something happens within your marriage mm-hmm. and not someone who is mutual, yes. then there's your problem right there. Because mm-hmm. every time you go to them and you go back to your spouse when something happens and they already have this thought, they, they the only thing they see is you venting to them mm-hmm. about that person. So when you guys come around, all they thinking in the back of their head is like... Yeah, huh? I remember what that, what that, mm-hmm. what he did to you, what she did to you, and they hold that mm-hmm. while while you've released it and gone and moved on, but mm-hmm. they're still holding that mm-hmm. on. So you have to go to someone trusted and someone mutual mm-hmm. that can really give you good, sound counsel instead yes. of family members. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't go to family members for help because those are those are people who are going to be there for you. But you have to go to people who are mutual, who are not going to judge, who who can be there for the both of you. Yes. The both of us. That's a great point. Why did you guys start specifically the Unscripted Marriage channel? Okay. So uh, we, I think we've mentioned before, we've been marriage facilitating in mm-hmm. church for a few years. In our home. In our home, yeah. at church and different things like that. And so we wanted to widen our horizons. Mm-hmm. We wanted to impact more marriages. Yeah. Because there are so many more marriages out there that need the same advice that were given to church folk. Yeah. But they're not coming to the church. Right. Um, Reach beyond so, the church doors. Yeah. Yes. We want to be missionaries. Yeah. For marriages. Yeah. Um, in the world. Yes, I like that. That's great. Oh, man. That's yeah, awesome. There you go. Mm. You can... can we quote that? Yeah, you can quote yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, it, so we flushed it out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There You're you welcome. Go. This is your free therapy, your free, your free business coaching. No yeah, problem. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Thank you, Samantha. You're um, welcome. And so we was like, well, how about we do, um, what, what can we do? How mm-hmm. can we do this? And so we decided that, well, we was going to call it our, our title in the church is rock solid marriage. And we was like, well, we don't want to be rock solid marriage. It's changing to unscripted marriage which fits our brand yeah um and then we can go and we had a great opportunity with Jerani coffee house yes and buzz media 365 and, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they said well hey we have this live stream thing going you know would you consider doing it here and we was like oh great this is perfect and so we was like well how how what does this show look like and the the original concept was to kind of create like a cooking show atmosphere. You ever see like the cooking shows on TV mm-hmm. and they have everything laid out, all the ingredients laid out and everything like that. Which and is still the plan. It is still the plan. <laughs> and it shows you how the end result is based off of all the preparation. Yeah. And so sure. really just trying to create that where we do we do um I can't even remember what it's been so long since we did it, but we have like a, a improv segment where we kinda just mm-hmm. do a story of a lot of the stuff that goes on and really just kind of break up scenarios. This is the wrong way to do it. This is the right way to do it. Kind of come up with topics. And really, it's just all talking about what we've been talking about before, except we're just exposing it to a bigger audience. And then we uh, partner with the Marriage Healing Center in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So they have a, a short segment at the end of our show where they actually give um, some good clinical advice. I love so, that. Yeah. I might have to have them. Because we, <laughs> we are not marriage counselors, but yes. they are. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but yeah. You, it's funny because your guys' 
vision and mission is very similar to ours. And it's kind of the whole, yes, we're not the experts, but we're starting the conversations. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, we had the tagline sparking connections, igniting conversations. And it's just like you said, bringing the conversations you're having at home and sharing them with a wider Mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helps. What's your intention for the show? How do you hope that it's going to impact others? Well, I'm hoping that, um, it will start more conversations at home. Um, a lot of things that we get from married couples um, is that my husband isn't talking to me. He doesn't communicate. Um, it's hard to get him to open up. And so that immediately stops conversation, period. Yeah. I mean, there's right there. You, yeah. you can't talk about money. You can't talk about sex. You can't talk about anything that's mm-hmm. going on parenting. You can't yeah. discuss real issues that's going on with the marriage if You know, you have a a spouse who has completely shut down. And so one of the hopes that we have is that it will get people to open up and um, communicate um, more freely with each other and kind of let the guard down a little bit and to be able to open up a little bit more. So um, we have this awesome guy that we were in a marriage class with. His name was John Edwards. Oh, my gosh. And he talked about, about how women their brain is set up where they have like a million different connections and they go in a million different directions mm-hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. And men, we have this empty box. One yeah. one shot, one kill, as we say in the military. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. thinking about one thing and one thing only. There's a meme out there on, on Facebook, I believe, where the woman is saying like the dude is just giving one word answers and all this other kind of stuff. And the woman's like, I just can't understand what's going on. Y'all must have did something wrong. I'm trying to cook for him. I'm trying to clean for him. You know, then they get in the bed, you know, she want to get some. He like, you know, I ain't trying to do it. And then come to find out, you know, the Eagles lost or something like that. And he just all, oh. you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like simple stuff like that yeah. where, you know, we'll, we'll just get like, if I'm hungry or tired, you know, I just can't, I That's just can't it. communicate. Mm-hmm. I can't I communicate that effectively when, you know, I'm either hungry or tired or my Eagles lost or something yeah. I'm emotionally impacted by, um, you know, really kind of sends me in a different direction. That, you know, it's just we're just wired differently. And I think what happens with a lot of marriages is that spouses don't understand how the other ones communicate, Mm -hmm. how they receive information. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, and it doesn't always end up being the man or whatever. But most times it is because we're we're known as the ones that don't communicate. Mm -hmm. And but I think it's it really just boils down to that, like love languages and different things like that. I think that just takes time within the first couple of years to really learn your spouse, learn what they have going on mm-hmm. to really know how they communicate. Mm-hmm. Knowing when to step off for a few seconds, this is not the right time. Yeah, yeah. the timing. You, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's with the timing. I was at something recently and it was, you know, oh, right. It was someone's getting like a little shower thing and it was write your advice down. And the per- I wrote, it's okay to go to bed angry. And the person next to me wrote, don't go to bed angry. <laughs> and so we got into this whole conversation and I said, because it, you know, came down to resolving things. And I was like, oh, believe me, I am 100% about resolving things. I don't think you should go to bed angry and then you wake up and you're happy and or you just shove it down and move on. I said, no, 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 no. You resolve it. But sometimes it is amazing what a night of sleep will do to the issue because... Because I'm not going to talk to you when I'm tired. Exactly. So for us, it's like, and I'm a talker and I want to pick, 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 pick. What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, and kind of go. And it's like, if he's tired... Now we have two issues because whatever was bothering him, well, three, then he's tired and then he's annoyed that I'm pick, 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 Mm -hmm. picking, or then we go to sleep and we wake up and suddenly he's ready to talk. 
We can communicate. We can <laughs> mm-hmm. get through whatever the issue was. I've had and... time to mentally process whatever was going yeah. on. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he yeah. needs more time to do that. So Come to my senses, yes. maybe. So I always say, don't. it's okay <laughs> to go to bed angry as long as you resolve it the next day. But sometimes mm-hmm. that's sl- food and sleep. Those are like two things that can really... Mm, ask yourself yeah Yeah. am i hungry am i tired (laughs) i'm not so much emotionally attached to the eagles but (laughs) (laughs) for us i would say i don't know if jeremy remembers this um you know you mentioned the love languages and communicating because i always say that one thing that really helped us with communication was in the very beginning of our marriage we did a small group with other married newly married couples and we read the five love languages love and respect but the other thing is, and I think we learned this in our premarital counseling that we did before, was... Yeah, with our pastor. Yep. What we learned in the premarital counseling was expectations, that marriage oh, relationships... Yes. I mean, mm. it's any relationship, but definitely marriage, it's expectations. So I would say 99% of our disagreements, tensions, anything like that, 99% of the time it comes down to what were you expecting, what was I expecting, and where did it not sync up? And it, usually if we can kind of pull back the layers and get back down to the expectations, we can kind of identify what the real issue is versus being mad about the stuff that's piled mm-hmm. on top of that. So mm-hmm. Expectations is huge. Oh, my goodness. We have a whole episode and and some more on that one. I do want to say something about the arguments, too. Um, delivery is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've learned is when we have an issue and we go to each other, I always approach him and say, well, the story in my head. I love that. The story in my head. Is that you are angry because, you know, I didn't pick those clothes up off the floor or, you know, I didn't do, you know. And so that gives him, you know, space to kind of, I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you did this. Or yeah. You did that. And you're mean. And you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm perceiving this is my own perception yep. of what's going on. And you and I understand that you have a perception, too. Uh, you have, you know, what you think is going on as well. So I think that that's a delivery um, sure. along with timing is important yes. when um, having an argument. And not only that. Um, getting ahead of issues and communicating mm. and talking about, we know in marriage that things are going to come up. We know that we're going to have issues about finances. We're going to have issues about parenting. We're going to have issues about, you know, moving or, you know, whatever the case may be. Why don't we talk about those things before we get, yes. before we get to them? And then, yeah. well, what, maybe, well, you know, what would happen if we, you know, had to move? What would happen if we did have, you know, decided to adopt kids? Or, you know, do you even, did you ever even think about adopting kids? Or, you know, what would happen? You know, let's try mm-hmm. to get ahead of those issues before they even come mm-hmm. up. And then, oh, we discussed that one time before. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise when we do get to them. Yeah. And it also, like Jeremy kind of brought up, he needs time to process stuff. Yeah. Where So I like the idea of bringing up topics because for me, I can sit down and I can throw out, what do you think if we X, Y, Z? And I can go right into a, let's go through 20 different scenarios. And he, similar to Darren, what you said earlier about how men think, he can't go down that road right away if I sit down and want to have a conversation. So for me, I like the idea of throwing out, hey, let's talk about this. Maybe not right now, but soon. And then that allows him so whatever, whoever, you know, in your relationship to kind of start peeling back the layers of how would I feel, you know, and they can take the time to process it. 
Yeah. It kind of brings us back to like that dating stage when you don't really know much about each other, but now you want to explore a little bit Mm. more. I wonder what you would think if if we did this. Where would you think if we did that? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of make it fun. I usually um, get the response of no. (laughs) 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 No, just just no. Well, the first rule of improv is to say yes Yes, and. and. So there's a way that you can say yes without saying no. Perhaps. Or wouldn't it be nice if? But, yeah. but that's yes. a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had a uh, we we had not this, everything. Um, yes, yes, and mm-hmm. we have this uh this is a story that I um I don't tell often. I do tell it often actually, yeah. not as much as other stories, but right. I do tell the story about um in the beginning of our marriage. And remember, I was talking about just kind of understanding how to process different things since we're talking about processing. Yeah. Um, and we had a, a issue in our house that I really didn't have the answer to. And then so I was just like, um, I was like, babe, I need uh, give me some time to process this dilemma or whatever so I can try to figure this thing out. And um, the next day, my brother-in-law, her brother, comes in and solves the problem. And I was livid. No. I was frustrated. I was like, babe, what is going on? You know, what what is happening here? And I'm not sure if she said this, but she was the whole idea was, look, you was taking too long to make the decision. Yep, I probably did say it. And yeah, she probably did. You was taking too long to make this decision. Yeah. And um and you know, so I needed to get it taken care of. And I yeah. was like, Look, don't don't it better not I better not ever see no other dude up in here. Some problems gonna happen. <laughs> I don't get brother or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like and then I was like, Look, babe, I just need time to mm-hmm. to kind of get this thing. And it almost sent me into overdrive where I was about to start asking for advice from just people that had an ear versus people that actually could give me sound advice mm, because right. I was so I, w- I felt rushed into now I need to help and make decisions. I can't I don't have a whole lot of time to make yeah. decisions because now mm. I know that reinforcements is going to come whether I like it or not. Mm. And so I want to be able to make those decisions. So so you um, really had to make her understand that you need that time. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, and, yeah. and really just kind of lay out that, hey, babe, this is this is where I'm at currently in my life. Yeah. You know, and this is this is where um, mentally how long it takes me to process now. Mm-hmm. So can you bear with me through this process or at least help me seek out mm-hmm. sound advice to make sure that I'm on the right track? Yeah. And as a wife, I had to be very, very, very patient. Oof, patient. <laughs> and, I mean, you didn't have to be uh, that patient. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be very patient and allow him room mm-hmm. to be the man allow him room to to take care of things Mm -hmm. and and he did he did he did eventually move into that space i think that's one of the most difficult things though when you get when you first get married is you got one person from one background and another person from another background that know how to do things a certain way and now you put them together in the same house in the same life Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always mesh up i would say probably never meshes Mm -hmm. Because we had, we had issues like that, and not the same, mm-hmm. but, I mean, we always talk, you always talk about how I'd uh, load the dishwasher. Well, that's just my <laughs> silly example, right? but, well, I mean, that, that actually is an example of having trusted people, Darren, what you talked about is sound counsel, mm-hmm. um, but I talk a lot about the husband pact, and I, I can't take credit, I read that somewhere, but it talked about having trusted people that you can t- vent to about your spouse and I like like kind of the neutral, but also that it's that 
they love you, they're for you, they're for your spouse, and they're for your marriage. And so if you need to vent about them, you can knowing that you're talking to someone who at the end of it is for you. So they will guide you. And so I just, you know, because it's nothing personal, it's like the dishwasher, like if you want to complain about something. I mean, that's actually my example, I just gave the husband, it can be about real heavy stuff. But I just talk about venting, that it's better to vent about silly stuff like the dishwasher to your girlfriends when you go out. Like if you've we've already kind of figured out that it is not worth me getting on his back about how he loads the dishwasher because I'm just thankful that he loads the dishwasher. But it does kind of annoy me with certain things. But if I keep bringing that up to him, I'm just continually knocking him down that what he's doing is not good enough that I don't appreciate his help and things like that's all he would hear. So instead, if I'm out for with girlfriends having a drink and I would be like, Ugh, why can't he see that the cups go on the left and the bowls on the right and then it's more efficient? And then I feel better because I'm like complaining about something, but it's so trivial. It's nothing mm-hmm. real. And I right. don't have real animosity about it because I've also processed through, is this something really, is this an issue or not? But I, mean, that's I, I think it's so also trivial. important to note that I know that you vent to your girlfriends about yes. certain things. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, and you're, okay you're not that. doing it behind my back well, is, is the point, right? Yeah. All right. And I know that you also have the, the trusted friends that mm-hmm. have the husband packed or whatever, and that you can take more serious matters to them mm-hmm. if it's something we can't work out. Well, and that's a, that's another uh, an interesting point that I like to bring up when I talk with people too about communication is that anything I'm if I'm talking it through with a trusted friend, like say I need to figure out why am I so angry about this? I, I want to process my feelings so that like LaWanda, you said earlier with timing and delivery, mm-hmm. I want to process this so that when we talk about it, it can actually be a productive conversation, not like attacking each other. And so sometimes I do need to process through with someone and something that's, you know, kind of a personal thing but in our marriage but I always it's I'm doing it with the intent to communicate with each other about it. And so a lot of times what I found with women and friendships over the years or just people over the years, I hear them talk or vent and they're venting just for the sake of venting. And it's not something yeah. trivial like the um, dishwasher. It's an issue. And then they just push it down and push it down. And so what I've said is like, if you're taking the time to talk to me about it, the real person you should be talking to is your spouse about it. So, yes, talk to me to be a springboard to bounce ideas around. But if you're going to take the time to do that, you should definitely go back to your spouse to talk about it. Cause then it can get better. Cause I know when we were first married, I hated fighting, like having, I just wanted perfection cause I'm a secret perfectionist. And whenever we would have a disagreement, I would get so mad, like I would get upset. And I remember Jeremy, you said something to me kind of like, it's okay to fight. Like just cause we fight doesn't mean we're going to get divorced. I don't know. I just like had this feeling like, Oh, if we have problems, this is the end. Why did we even do this? You know, like. It sounds so wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I s- switched my thinking to this, is every argument is an opportunity yeah. to learn and grow. Yeah. And so you kind of figure out. And that's why they say things like how to fight fair and that arguments can be good. And so just like the whole going to bed thing. I don't tell that. And that's not for everyone. That's just what we found has worked for us because we've tried not, quote, going to bed angry and that. Has not ended, you know, that just causes more fights. Mm. But now we know, and now after almost 12 years of marriage, I actually can lay in bed at night and be annoyed about something and kind of think about it, pray about it, and be like, does this really need to be talked about now? No. Mm. And, but that's because we've talked through it multiple times. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys. This is great. 
Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us, yeah, Amanda and Jeremy, Woo! flushing it out. Yeah. yeah flushing it out with the spittles. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.